You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. You're listening to Lust for Life with Mad Dog Matter. All right, my people. Time to, time to handle business. This is how business gets done. This is Lust for Life. This is a podcast about being who you is, being left of the dial, living your life the right way. We are America's number one podcast as voted on by Canadians. I didn't say voted on right. Who gives a damn at this point? It's okay. Okay. They'll still vote. They're still voting. Stuff in the ballot boxes. I'm James Mattern. I used to be Mad Dog Mattern. I might change my name to Oil Can if I need to, because I loved Oil Can Boyd. He was a options. great baseball pitcher, very underrated. I loved him. Who? Apparently, was Oil Can Boyd was on Coke a lot pitching. I just read yeah. about that. Thanks, Wikipedia, and all your lies. <laughs> this voice you're hearing right now, he is the hand of the king. I guess I'm the king, but this is the hand. This is the main man. His name is Benji Suswan. I call him Ace Sweet, 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 Sweet Wine, baby. There's a lot of sweets. Thanks for having me. I'm in a new seat. I know this is unique. This is unique. I'm I think we should play Duck Duck Goose. I, we should just Ooh. rotate every ten minutes our seats. How about a musical chairs oh. podcast where you take it and people just start dropping out? We just start losing chairs, and then no one will have a seat at the end except one son of a bitch, the winner. That's the winner. I don't know why we whisper yell like Dusty Rhodes back <laughs> in the seventies, but all right. I'm looking at this beautiful lady. She got her own podcast, making her first appearance, third mic on this show. Yes. Love this girl. This is the great Yamanika Saunders. Hot yes. Last comic standing. Thank you, James. Thank you. Am I I your first uh, Thank you. Am I your first booking since being on Last Comic Standing? Well, I premiered tonight, so you're my premiere. uh, Ooh. Yeah! (laughs) I go on tonight, honey. We are hotter than fish grease up in this shit. (laughs) Who gets the good guests, baby? Sizzle. I love... Now you said fish grease. I'm all hungry. Let's get some fish (laughs) grease, baby. Because that is the hottest. I need fish in my life. I need... Well, that sounds gay. Brain food. But I need... uh, (laughs) Do you I not eat enough fish? I eat a lot of salmon now because I'm on a diet. It's good for you. But I'm so, I'm hungry. I'm on one of these like, you know, restructure your life diets. And what, what do you mm. have to restructure? Like what, what does Just, it make you do? It's hard because I'm a comic. So, you know, l- eating late at night. But my metabolism is like slow as hell. So I can't eat after eight o'clock now. But eight I don't o'clock. wake up until like five o'clock. So wow. you have three hours to eat. I got a three hour hours. window. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm staying up for like another 12 hours just like looking at my refrigerator. Waiting for the clock to get around. Yeah, I don't think that works either when <laughs> no. you're only up three hours and that's all your food. Because <laughs> that's, that's more like sumo. Because I was told yeah. some people like to just have one big ass meal yeah. and then I don't eat the rest of the day. And um, this dude I used to work with back in the day was a mm-hmm. bodybuilding 50-year-old black gay dude from the south side Chicago. He was the toughest dude ever, Uncle Tony. But he <laughs> he knew all this fitness thing because he was what? obsessed with, with – he'd go to Miss, uh, Mr. Olympia – and I think he, it worked on two different yeah. levels for him. But yeah. he'd be like, but listen, child, you want to eat like a like a sumo? Yeah. That's how they they eat. One big meal? Uh-uh-uh. And he was real Southern for some reason, for someone from the south side of Chicago. Right, but that's what he would do. He's from Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Everyone has some yeah. blood. All sa- nigger roots lead the, the uh, South Carolina or Arkansas or some Southern shit where we had to free ourselves from slavery well i wasn't gonna put it in those words but um here's my thing i've always been told that that every black person no matter where they're from has a two places they have a relative from down south still Mm -hmm. yeah they have roots down south and everyone has a crazy uncle in oakland 
Ooh. That man, man, I don't know about my crazy, if I have a crazy uncle in Oakland, but I got a lot of crazy uncles uh, in Maryland. In Maryland. <laughs> in Maryland. But you're from Maryland. Yeah, I'm from Maryland. My people just, we, we, we in South Carolina and we in Maryland and we don't like to get out too much. You so know? you're saying the black people are only in Maryland and South Carolina? No, only my black people. I mean, they try to move all the niggas down south again anyway. So, um. You mean now? Nowadays? Yeah, we going right back into slavery. What? We being replaced. What's happening? I didn't hear about I don't this. know. If three more Mexicans come into the, the country, we out of here. Yeah, Yamanika, this wasn't in Reddit, so we don't know what's going on. <laughs> three more this. Mexicans come in, niggas, you ain't gonna see a nigga nowhere, not even on TV, like now. We, we, oh. well, wait a minute. <laughs> so you're, you're saying there's no blacks on television, right? But I premiered on it last time I was standing for maybe five seconds. I don't know how many, I don't know, I don't know anything about this show. Yeah, I'm sure the waiter who's Spanish probably gets more airtime than you. <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Maybe so. Maybe the guy that's pouring Roseanne's water is going to get more time. Are you saying that, all right, is this some disgust in the black community that they believe that Hispanics mm-hmm. are getting more attention in oh, no, 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 pop no, no, no. culture than black folks? No, no, no. I'm just saying that we're so interchangeable and replaceable. Like, you can only have one uh, serving uh, culture, I think, at a time uh-huh. in this country. So if it's not the niggas... You know what I'm saying? Then it's the Mexicans. And we can't, what are we going to do? Have a West Side story about who, be the you best. know, Maria, Maria, <laughs> Maria, Shaquan, Shaquan. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be all that shit. I think it should mm. be Shaquan. Shaquan. I'm going to have a baby and name the baby Shaquan. Is yeah. that a real name? I feel like some of the names that people say black people have are just exaggerated. No, they're all true. You know where you it know came Shaquan? from? You know Shaquan? I'm sure there's a Shaquan out there. That sounds <laughs> That's like. That's how everyone does it. Yeah. I'm sure there's a Shaquan. Yeah. Yeah, because you know Wait, what? Where does it's, it come from? It comes from niggas not giving a fuck. You see what I'm saying? We don't. It can't. There was a point in time in the history of this country, around the late '70s, it started to about the mid '90s, before niggas started naming their kids Savannah and Susan and Stacy and shit. Where niggas was like, you know what? I, we don't have anything in this country. The, the, the least I could do is soup this kid's name up, so there'd never be a doubt, no matter how many white women he marry. That his name is Travell. Mm-hmm. That you'll know forever that yeah. there was a black guy in the family. Yeah. Because uh, Grandpa Travell yeah, definitely right. will lean yourself. Well, I've always toyed with, if I have kids, of going super black with the names. Yeah. Whether I'm with a black girl or not, just to confuse people. Like the first day of school, and yeah. you see Demetrius. Demetrius Mattern. And you'd be like, That's oh, kind of Sicilian, though. Mm. Demetrius? That's kind of Sicilian. Demetrius? Yeah, that could yeah. be. It's a thin line between niggas and Sicilians. <laughs> So said Dennis Hopper in True Romance. <laughs> Wait, do you think that was a, a conscious decision in the black community, or is it more like they wanted to carve out a unique culture of no, their niggas, own? No, because first of all, let me just put a disclaimer because I'm going. The NAACP is definitely going to hear this and go, "I cannot believe that this black girl went in front of these white boys and said nigga." I I, I call everybody a nigga, but I haven't gotten around to calling white people niggas yet. Um, you could start with me. I would be honored. Well, nigga, <laughs> no, you know what it is? I don't think there's a conscious decision of it. I'm just, uh, I'm fooling around. I don't know. People think my name is black, and then it depends on who hears it. Is Yamanika like, not black? Is it? it? It's not. It's not. What? What is black? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, as Maya Angelou used to say, <laughs> mm-hmm. what is black? You know, it's, uh, <laughs> my, my father was Very fooling timer. around, and he, and he had a combination of things that he wanted to put together, and they come from, it's derived from all these different things so it act my name actually means unique one and in depending what on who in in, in, what language? in swahili oh. swahili right but if people it depends on 
Swahili is kind of black, Yamanika. I think that's well. I mean, because it's derived from black people, you know, yeah. people of black skin. But when you think about like names and and things like that, I just think it was a sense of people trying to create their own culture since mm-hmm. we didn't really have their a culture own identity. Here. Right. Yeah, and it sort of was taken away from us. People just kind of like you know we're gonna do these things that kind of make us stand out as when you hear it. Now you go, that's a black name. But depending on who hears my name, you know, I've had Japanese people say to me. Oh, Yamanika! Like this, so they expect they see someone Asian when they hear my name. So really? it depends on who hears it. Wow, wow! Do, do you know if it means anything in Japanese or? Yeah, um, in Korean it means um, low mountain squid. A oh. low mountain squid. Yeah, there's no such thing as a low mountain squid, but ya, yama, uh, which is you know, uh, and then like it, right? knee. The knee is like low, and then ka ka or something like that is squid. So I had a Korean roommate tell me, she's like, she always laughed when she heard my name because she's like, oh, it's Squid. Wow. Yeah. I love it. That'd be a great name for a pro wrestler. The Low, Low Mountain Squid. Low Mountain Squid. That'd yeah. be outstanding. I think it's a sports team or something. Ooh, that's what they should change the name of the Clippers to. Right, exactly. The Low Mountain the Squids. Low Mountain. <laughs> the Yamanikas. Yeah. No, they're the high mountain now because they're, they're like the most priceless team in the world. Yeah. Two mil or two bill. Two bill. That's crazy. That's and they not, they don't even play that well. That's what's nuts to me. Well, they're good these days. That's why very, this is a big move. recently, yeah. yeah. There is talk of changing their name. Two? <sighs> There's all kinds of... Bill Simmons has been trying to, uh, from ESPN and Grantland, has been trying to petition that um, for years. He's like, they need a new identity because they've been a losing franchise for years. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying, now you have to really wash your hands of Donald Sterling. Mm-hmm. So he wants them, A, not to be L.A. Because L.A. is the Lakers. Mm-hmm. He wants them to be Hollywood. And him and Dave Damashed are arguing over it should be the Hollywood Stars mm-hmm. or the Hollywood Knights with a K. Nah, nah, you can't. Not with that Donald Sterling thing. You can't do Knights with You can't yeah, do Knights with that. Nothing you dark. can't do Knights with a K. But maybe they should call them the Hollywood Hornets or something like that. Well, there's already a Hornets now. Oh. Yeah. The Charlotte Bobcats have become the Charlotte Hornets because the New Orleans Hornets became the New Orleans Pelicans, and it's just utter ridiculous. Hmm. Getting confused. I, I don't L- like the Stars or the Knights. I like the LA Stars. That was the ABA team. Uh. I mean, we're running out of names. That's a, do you realize it's an interesting Nets, thing. Like, the, what do you think of if you want to name a, a franchise? You're out of all the good stuff now. But oh, even some of these random ones are like, how are they? Have, what, are, what is a Met? Why are they the yeah. Metropolitans? The Metropolitans. Yeah, Metropolitan New York. That? But what was the Clippers? Yeah, what where did the Clippers? Clippers come from? They moved from Buffalo. They were the Buffalo Braves. They moved to San Diego. Clippers is a boat. There's boats in San Diego. Why do you want to name yourself after a boat? The Clippers. There was a Columbus Clippers. That was a minor league team for the Yankees for years. Nobody knows these facts, I think, but you and a few other people. I know right. this, baby. That's why I'm getting it done with my sports knowledge. Okay. I once got in a huge debate with my main dude back in the day at this restaurant I was working with, Chef Pat. Not to be confused with the waiter who was like 70 named Old Man Pat. I feel bad that Old Man Pat got the, the short end of the Pat nicknames. You had mm-hmm. Chef Pat, you had Old Man Pat. And we'd say it to his face and feel bad. Be like, hey, Old Man Oh, hey, Pat, you feel like a jerk <laughs> right. who later died. On shift, but what are you right, gonna do? Right, because he was old. Yeah, he was old man it happens. Pat. Rest in peace, buddy. Um, Chef Pat, huge football dude from Wisconsin, owns a piece of the Packers. You know, because people have that. Right. Mm-hmm. He took pride in that the name of the team had to do with the community, the Packers. They pack boxes. So and all I that. see that. Yeah, that and I- so it's good when you can do that. It's rare. That it happens. He goes, I don't like it when you just have cool shit. How did like he the get, Bears. How did he become the piece of owner of anything like that? The Green Bay Packers are owned by their community. They don't have a central owner. And people own shares. I fucked up. I was going through a mental breakdown the day that they added more <laughs> shares. I was going to buy a couple for myself and my uncle. 
It would have been a great little Christmas gift. Yeah. And then you get like a little piece of paper, like a card that you can put in your your uh, your wallet. And so on. When you're meeting a girl, I could just oh yeah. Like, what do I do? Yeah, I'm a comic. Packers. I've done this, and I'm um, yeah. Slide it across the table. I own the world champion Green Bay Packers. This is right after they won the Super Bowl. I mean, Ooh. if you're not getting slurped, then when when are you? Yeah, Yamaniks. Slurped. Slurped. That's my code for Falacio Yamanika. Falacio. Well, you might. I think. We, you need to stick with suck because that's that's about the sound that has slurping is something no, a guy I, would do to me like like I feel like you have the cup the tongue in these white girls now over here. are slurping now yam they are slurping no, these white girls now then. they're slurping I just caught up to the white bitches three weeks ago in what aspect like with the the one thing the white girls are good at doing is dunking the balls and I I just got to dunking the balls and then and in then, the mouth dun, Man, this dunking got the real balls dirty, uh, real in the quick. mouth. And then my, my friend told me about the ice cube and the and the halls. Who's doing that? Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's some millennial this shit. I think. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. No, it's, it feels good. I hear. I gotta try that. Oh, wait, wait, Our wait. guest who's coming on in a, in a yeah. couple minutes. <laughs> good segue. The great Joey Gay is uh is saying that it's been done to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? On both counts. Yeah, yeah. It yeah, feels yeah. great, right? The the ice cubes and the halls are both well worth it, and halls are really worthwhile if uh, you're eating a woman. You, you, if you use the halls, it, it can be very effective. But when you Ooh. go to this, yeah, like, you have I to be hooking up for a while. But you, this isn't a first time. No, no. It's actually, usually it's done when you're kind of new. Because after you're hooking up for a while, you just roll, roll over and put a lazy <laughs> dick in a bitch. You know, uh, but like, you know, first couple of months, hey, you know what I heard? <laughs> yeah. Try some new but shit. But first couple of months, Don't definitely not your impressed. first night. Uh, Why not? It depends on how brave the person is. I've heard ridiculous stories of bravery on a first night of sex. Like, I I can't even go into what I did here because it's just too much too quick. But I've heard of people, like, trying to... What a tease that was. Yeah, I've heard of people being very, very brave up front. Uh, You know, I, I I like to take a little time before yeah. I get too fucking weird. I hooked up with a girl once. Just one that's time it? we had sex. I'm yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't do much repeat business. I'll be blunt about that. I don't do much. I just feel weird one after. Really? It's. I, I. I think I'm into that hunt, that's not the shame. catch thing. Yeah, oh, I know. That I, sucks. I'm one of those dudes. I get phone numbers and then never call, even with girls I don't hook up with. I, I just got a couple last night, and it's like, man, I'm probably never going to talk to them. I feel like a jerk. That's that's the karma I get. That's why mm. I'm not landing these TV shows. But that's another story. Um, what if that all had to do with it? And um, I couldn't be that ballsy, but this one girl, and then I saw her again, and we're joking about something, and she's like telling me all these dirty things she thought she did to me. And I'm like, you guys only had sex once, and what you wanted to do was inside, like putting a tongue somewhere. Right. In, in a weird spot. Let's just put it like that. I'm like, yeah. on your asshole. I yeah. mean, we all yeah. know. Why do you have spots? to? Yeah. Sorry. And Why I'm do a- I have to be the one who runs in with the truth? <laughs> Maybe it was on the top of his head. I'm- a what? You know, like a swirly. You she do- gave me a swirly, you think? No, not a swirl. This is degenerating. Go back to why you don't go back to women, because this is really bothering me. Yeah. Uh, let's get what- back to more nicknames. The uh, Florida Panthers. There's not. No, let's no. get back to you being non-committal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's oh, do this. Shit. I can't believe you don't like. For me personally, a sexual relationship after three weeks, a month, that's when you start to hit your stride. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with there, that. there is uh, there's a lot to be gained in that familiarity and in, in, in that point where you both become comfortable with one another. I don't like the t- I don't know. the pursuing and the texting and the game after I just don't like I feel pressure. 
Um, but I don't know. I don't like having a place to but go. But you said you like the chase of it. <laughs> I like, no, but I like this chase. I like You're the chase insane. of this. Like, all right, so right now, we're recording this on a Thursday. I'm going to leave here. I'm going to go perform. After that, I have no idea. I don't know what girls are going to be in the crown. I don't know if I'm going to go to cabin. I don't know if I'm going to another club for a, a nightcap. I don't know if I'm going to a place in my neighborhood. But there is so many endless possibilities that I don't know. Oh, you're just immature. That's I like, am immature, uh, Yamanika. Yeah, okay, that's what that is. That's, that's what, what that, it is. Yeah. And that's that excites <laughs> me. And it's kind of like, it, but it's also that Woody Allen, Marco, I, uh, Groucho Marx thing. It's uh, You don't want to belong to any club right. that would have you as a member. Yeah, but I think it's bigger mm -hmm. than being immature. I think Let's it's. Go. I, I think it speaks to uh, trust issues. I think that uh, if you Immensely. trust one woman to be everything for you, then you can lose that. And that, that's mm. probably where, that's the root cause of it. If you allow some woman to be important, then somebody who's important and truly knows you, all about you, both physically and spiritually, uh, then if she can be that close to you, and then, then you have this fear of right. losing that, of, of intimacy has become so important to you that were you to invest in it and lose it, it would crush you. That's my right. she has too much dime hand. store Psychology. Psychology, yeah. Man, I like Let that. me tell you something. Joey Gay has never looked sexier than this last. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've said this. Yes. <laughs> I've been going through so much. I hadn't been able to book anyone to sit in with us. And then I was like, Benji, I don't know what, what we're gonna do. And he's like, Let's get a hold of Yamanika. And then I'm like, By the end of this show, Yamanika and Joey Gay will. There will be a sitcom developed around you. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like you two oh. together, in my mind, is gold. Like yeah. this dynamic. I don't know what it would be if we did a sitcom. I think one of you should be the other one's landlord, and then everything else ensues. Hilarity, <laughs> nah. love. If, if we were to have a sitcom, it would have to be about us getting married. Yeah. Well, I think eventually, but I think it starts, the dynamic oh, starts with right. one of you as a landlord. All right? Mm. I don't know if I want Yaman. I think it's more stereotypical if, if he's your landlord. Right, but and I'm I late think, on the rent. Or, or, yeah, you just, but you will roll into San Diego. Right. I, I want to cast it in San Diego because I want Clippers references just to shove it down your throats. I want, I want someone's uncle. I want yeah. Joey's uncle to have been a part-time owner of the, the San Diego Clippers, and he explains it to you. Like, listen, child, and he will be Jewish for some reason, even though you're Irish as can be, all right? Okay. You bleed corned beef and cabbage. Depends on what arm you cut. One bleeds corned beef, one cabbage. Can I get in trouble for that? Irish never protest. Yeah, I was just thinking about this. They never this. protest anything racial and sensitive. It's like, yep, we're these assholes. We don't give a fuck. It's kind of amazing also because somebody was saying that on Cinco de Mayo, these white girls put on sombreros and mustaches and that was racist. And my first thought was the St. Patrick's Day parade where, you know, everybody puts on green and as a culture we say, all right, everybody's Irish today. Right. Do yeah. whatever you want. Right. Yeah, I feel like uh, there is a great hunt for racism in America. It's despicable. Which only serves to push us further apart. Yeah. I'm glad you brought oh, I this up. You had something else to say. Yeah, I did too. We all did. And we're like, <laughs> well, I, I think that the point speaks for itself. Like, if you were to go Joey. to an Irish village uh -huh. and put on a big, ridiculous green hat, right. they would buy you a drink. Hey, yeah. look at this crazy guy. Well, but you, you wear know, a sombrero on July or on July 5th. I don't think. I don't May think, 5th. I don't think that Mexicans care. I think if I put on a sombrero, they would joke amongst each other about. You know, look at this fucking white guy. Well, if they knew your, your spirit, right? Because, like, last night we were out. It was a lot of black comics and myself. I don't know why I said myself. Yeah, and then myself. Like, I'm not black. <laughs> Where's Waldo? You've changed. And myself. 
Uh, but we were. Out. Well, your Swahilian name is not black, right. so well, you were now a sensation. I, I can almost guarantee you somebody's gonna go. That's not what it means in Swahili, but I, that's what my father told me. Now, um, uh, we were sitting out, and this white guy goes because we were like, "Yeah, something niggas, something something." And he goes, "Yeah, what about them niggas?" And just and it. a few of us were like, "What the fuck did he just say?" And then I caught his spirit, and I said, "You know, this man's drunk. He's not." I didn't see anything malicious about what he was doing. I just think he was a little clueless, and he wanted to join in on the fun. On the nigga reindeer games, and excuse me, <laughs> he wanted to play in our reindeer game, the nigga reindeer games. It's sort of like the Hunger Games, sure, but there's a lot of um, pork grinds involved. <laughs> and well, I think you should recast this with Jennifer Lawrence and have her play those games. Well, I'd love to see J Law <laughs> hang out with black folk and see if she's brave enough oh, to no, say the end. Oh no, she's hanging out with plenty of black folks. Let me tell you something. It's, it's a lot of niggas inside that girl. Because uh, she's I, from Kentucky, do you think she allows members of the Louisville Cardinal or Kentucky Wildcats to to run on her? I think that's a. Maybe, I think that's I just your. Think she's a really down to earth. Okay. And I'll let's go back to your point. I was kind of interested. I'm sorry. In what you I were go saying. off the fucking rails uh, like it's yeah, the crazy no, train. But, All right, so let it go. But back. he wanted to. <laughs> you know, he wanted to engage. So you know, a few people were like, "Eh, I'm not really feeling this dude." I was like, clearly, he's not. He. I didn't get any racist vibe of him. And trust me, I'm the first person to ring the alarm on racism. Um. <laughs> And, and I was like, he's just a drunk dude, and he wants to join in the fun, and this is what we're talking about, and he wants to engage. So then it wound up being this beautiful thing between me and this guy, um, this drunk guy that hopefully, I don't know, will ever remember me. Um, so I do see where you're coming from. There is, But I, all it's all about the spirit, because I think where the, the line comes with people that says this is racist and that is racist is because, number one, Number one, I'm from Maryland, right? So in Maryland, there's a large black, Jewish, and Irish community. And and I just talked about this in my last podcast that we did. And so we sort of all mix and mingle and live amongst each other, and it's not a lot of drama. I mean, now there's black and Jewish drama for some reason, but, you know, hey, what are you going to do? Why? Yeah. I, well, you know. We'll get to it. Yeah. So, I grew up under similar circumstances in Brooklyn. It was the same makeup for my neighborhood. Yeah, everybody was just mixing. You didn't have all this dissension. So everybody had, they understood what to say and what to do. Like my my best friend now, Eileen, she's Irish. And, you know, and she's super, like, we, we vibe on this Irish nigga level that's like, I've never seen, like, it's just she gets me, right? And there's things that she says that I know. Like I'm never gonna be like, oh, she said some shit that was racist, and she's never gonna say anything about me. Like I say, because we get each other. But then you have those people who don't get it, right? And they just want to be a part of the. Can I say anything? Do anything? Just because I want to. There's a sort of insensitivity there. The spirit is not right. So when they do shit, you look at it and you go, that's fucking racist. Just with the whole like everybody doing this blackface thing, Trayvon Martin thing. You know, whoever thought that was funny and then people go, oh, everybody's complaining about it. Yeah, because it's very insensitive. Like, despite, we want to say black or white, a child lost his life. Yes, I'm with you on that. And I think that that is the biggest problem is that people lump in stupidity Mm -hmm. and people who don't have common sense about how they speak to people to people who are actively involved in hurting another group of people because of the way they were born. I watched that lady in... um, Upstate New York. Who? Oh, I just watched that yesterday. Yes, it's What's insulting, that? but here's my point on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I didn't the entire it. world is putting that up, and all these white people I know are putting it up saying, oh, this is awful. That outrage is part of their identity, and what the outrage is saying is, hey, I'm not a shitty person like all the shitty people you're looking for. But the truth is that that is one 
ignorant, dopey bitch yeah. at a 99 cent store who does not affect life in America. Right. And if you want to do something about racism, mm -hmm. the white Aryan resistance, the Ku Klux Klan, there are people out there who are committed right. to race wars and violence. There are right. real problems out there. Right. One ditzy bitch outside the dollar store is not a real problem. Please explain it, though. To people oh, who don't I see. know what that is. There's Please. a video, a viral video of a woman calling a black guy nigger. And uh, it's you don't see the fight that precedes it. It's just ugliness and racism for the sake of trying to hurt another person's yes. feelings. Mm -hmm. And what's even sicker about that is that she has two kids next to her children and she's yeah. calling him nigger. And this is and this brings back a point that I very seldom because I'm always trying to you know I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm always trying to be humorous and look at the lighter side of life. The re the real reality is I went into an all white school mm -hmm. and that there was a certain point where we went from fifth grade to sixth grade and then shit changed. And there was a uh, there was a real you could tell people were learning to be racist because we were not that way that's fourth right. and fifth grade mm. and then all of a sudden we get into middle school and i can't go over people's houses people say my mother doesn't want you using our towels really yes. it's a learned behavior yeah I, I i it was so it was so bad at one point that i used to have to have lunch with my teacher because no one else would talk to me well, oh my god so you know i had someone spray nigger on my locker you know it just all everything changed for me and then like race that's why i tell people when people say i talk about race a lot i was like you don't understand when i was 11 or 12 uh, that's all I saw. So it's hard when you grow up to that because now I, you know, I don't have the same thing that some black kids that didn't have to deal with that. They look at me and go, yeah, you always talking about this shit. It was like, yeah, this is a part of how I matured. Well, it's part of your life. Yeah. It, it's, it's just like uh, when people get mad at gay comics who, uh, why are you talking about being gay? Because um, it's hard right. for them to hide that and yeah. it's their life. They have yeah. to deal with that. Like when you're black, uh, you're going to see the difference of how people are treated. You're going to have racism at a young age. Mm -hmm. You might be a chip. Maybe a chip will be it on the be shoulder a, it for might a be while. On your mind. Hey, yeah, for a little yeah. bit. Well, you racism is a totally learned behavior. It's somebody older than you that you respect tells you mm -hmm. this about these people, and you just buy into it. No matter who the people are or what mm -hmm. they're saying, you buy into it. But I think that um, I grew up with people who said racist things. And that was part of their identity in the street. And they were really trying to belong to this group they were part of, mm -hmm. more so than harm anybody else. But what happens is you grow up. Yes. You grow hopefully. up. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully Some you people grow don't. Up and you, that's true. Daniel Carver, I don't think, ever grew up. But that's, that's not, that's not, that is, that speaks to a much larger well, problem. Mm -hmm. Daniel Carver believes Daniel Carver is a piece of shit. And Daniel Carver believes that black people, from what his grandpa told him, are less than him. So if he's a piece of shit and black people are less than him, how could they ever have any joy or success? And really what he's railing against is, why doesn't the world embrace me? That's really all that's, that's about. that's really what that higher Absolutely. level racism is? Yeah, I Absolutely. Do. Aryan nation, all that nonsense. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all learned skin behavior. Heads. If you take any one of those skinheads at two or three years old and put them in a playground with black children... Unless there's an adult who is telling them to stay away, children play. That's what they do. They don't make judgments based on your appearance. They make judgments on whether they feel comfortable playing with you. But That's true. But you're also setting up like a chicken and the egg type of situation. So where did every, where did the first person learn it from? Uh, I, well, I, if we if if we want to go to the the very origin of right. racism, the 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 beginning of it, it comes from fear, and that fear was based right. on. Yeah. You're different than me? The other, right. Right. You're different than me. 
and I don't completely understand you, and I was in control till you got here, and now you being here threatens my control or perceived control yeah. of the situation. Yeah, no, I think well, that's, that's that's what prejudice does come from. Yeah. I think the saddest thing is that as a culture, we miss out on the fact that this is not a physical life. It's a spiritual life. We are not our bodies. You're not black. I'm not white. We're some sort of unquantifiable thing inside of this body mm -hmm. that allows it to work and have thoughts and interact with other people. And when that spirit or whatever you want to call it leaves this body, this meat sock I'm stuck in Ooh, right now mm -hmm. will still be here. And I think that as a culture, we're so caught up in the physical, in the material, uh, in the now that we miss a much larger point about how my spirit and your spirit, mm -hmm. all of us are connected somehow. And we're all caught up in this struggle, this evolution. And we've lost sight of that so much that, that I, I feel we've stagnated as a species because of it. We're spending so much time angry at some bitch outside the dollar store yeah. that we didn't talk about anything that was inspirational today. We didn't say anything that would make somebody listen to this go, hey, that's a good point. I look at life differently now. This is kind of exciting. Well, I think we have. I really? You're, you're wrong, Ben. You're wrong. <laughs> Two things. First of all, uh, Meat Socket could be the name of the Clippers. I think the LA Meat, meat Sockets. Meat is, socket. is, is, I love it. Meat sure. Socket's good. Second, I've always thought that. Now, we're going a little sideways here. And uh, let's just be real. I don't think we'll be able to transition into what we thought we're going to. But I think we should just, we're going to. Yeah, let's, let's just, so, let's just roll with what we're yeah, doing here. I think see, what we're I'm doing is outstanding. Um, I've always, when it comes to like death, when you know relatives are sick and they're about to die, this is going to tie into what you're saying. I tell people, especially when it's an old, older person, you know, like my grandpa was basically like comatose, in and out. He really wasn't himself, had tubes in him, couldn't talk, was basically dying in front of us. And people wanted to keep him going, though. So we had to keep him going. No, this is not. Basically, we're renting. These bodies are our apartments. Mm -hmm. Right? And so in his case, the apartment had rats and was flooding, and it was time to go and for him to move on to whatever the next apartment is. But that's what it is. Yamanika just happens to be in an apartment that's painted black. That's what it is. Yeah. You are painted in, in an Irish flag, listening to House of Pain a lot, something like that. <laughs> Benji's in a Jewish house. I I have a hodgepodge <laughs> over the place. I get an apartment, you get a Jewish house. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's still that dynamic. Damn it. Did I just do something that I was learned subliminally? No, you, you, you did also with Yamanika, you said just happens to be. Yeah, just happens that. to be. Yeah. Right. Just happens to be. Because it's not 100% wait, wait. because apparently your name's not even black. A Swahili, <laughs> apparently some kind of Spaniard. Don't let's, give me your shit. You've got it. I don't know. What let's not about. regress though. Let's not get caught up in the words that have been set out for us. I think we're saying more interesting things now. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got confused uh, right there. No, You're yeah. too deep for me, Joe. No, Joey's let's go really, back to titty bars. really, Joey... I don't know if you, what your situation is, but I want to ask you to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> you are so uh, wise and... It's, but you know what? You the know why, about wait, We have to wait till season three of the sitcom for you, you guys know, to get married. You it's going to be a slow burn. Because wisdom is what you get when you don't get what you want. <laughs> Someone ate Chinese food last night. I real wise. <laughs> I love that. I actually think I want to get that tattooed on my back. Let's wow. do it right now. Let's do an episode where you get a tattoo <laughs> on your back and at the same time, vows are said where you two get married. Be adorable. I know a guy who could do both. Yeah, I'm sure you do. A tattoo artist and a minister. Oh my oh, God, that's awesome. One.
Real quick, before we get back into this deep discussion of race and culture and all that, Joey is from the neighborhood. That's what I would say. He's a Brooklyn neighborhood dude. Park Slope Beckham was crazy. Joey knows, and when, when I was going by Mad Dog, he did not blink an eye when he met me as Mad Dog because he has so many people in his life with nicknames crazier than me, and it's just so calm to him to be like, yeah, my buddy Onions, he'll give you a, a tattoo and Mario. Oh, what about Bobby Spaghetti? Do you want him to do that? Uh, he, he's a DJ, and he also runs a concrete company. Right. He sometimes does the two, the two gigs at the same time. Right. Like, can you say some of the nicknames of people? There <laughs> is an Onions. Yeah, there's an Onions. Yeah. He mixes. Good call, Benji. Onions, eyeballs. 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 And he's a skater, right? Professional skater? Yeah, that's right. Eyeballs is a professional figure skater. I was just talking about this, that this is all cool when you're in high school to Mm -hmm. have 15 friends with nicknames. I'm a grown man right? right. So it's changed. You don't want to be in a group of women in a restaurant saying, I have to take this call from eyeballs. (laughs) You know, it's changed the tone. But yeah, it's just part of where I grew up. And I grew up in Flatbush more than... than I was born in Park Slope. And then I grew up in Flatbush. Um, And uh, yeah, nicknames are just part of the culture. It's changed so much, though. That doesn't exist in the way that it did. You know, my life was more a representation of the uh, myth that uh, of Brooklyn than than its current reality. I grew up, you know, seeing guys in the neighborhood who were gangsters or criminals or cops or priests. Like I was I was surrounded by that that construct that you see in films that they want to perpetuate that no longer exists Mm. all those people have moved to new jersey staten island and pennsylvania okay and we need new movies yeah let's redo the movies the movies actually are the one part of the culture that i still kind of enjoy yeah well obviously uh joey and i it's uh, we've seen each other now for like an hour and a half today and we have not quoted Goodfellas that's a record for us we are non-stop Goodfellas people I just I want to know can somebody give me a nickname I want a nickname from you guys your Ooh. name is Yamanika <laughs> I mean it's too good Yamanika. yeah really it's so be- I want to be like maybe boobs <laughs> but baby you know why you get a nickname you get a nickname because uh, your name is so common like Tommy Eyeballs his name was Tommy, Tommy. we had five Tommies oh, so okay. he became Eyeballs that's it you, oh, I, my nickname became my full name because it was so weird, Joey Gay. And in fact, like when I first started doing comedy, I had this guy from my neighborhood who came out, all these people I grew up with came out, really supported, like that that expected street love, all these people who shouldn't be in a room together came out to support because we're from the same little place. And he called me up and he said, you're a Caroline's and you need me to mention your name. And I was like, yes. He was like, okay, what's your real last name? <laughs> and I was like, what? Are you kidding? He's like, no. Like, he thought Joey Gay was my nickname. I was like, (laughs) fuck you, Billy. (laughs) Yeah, he changed it to gay. Yeah. (laughs) But that is true. You end up giving nicknames. Growing up, we had two Eric's. Right. One was Eric Poole. One was Eric Morgan. Now, Eric Poole was called Pills. No disrespect. Kind of looked like a Pillsbury Doughboy. But still, when you'd say Eric, there'd be confusion because he still answers to it when we're playing ball. So, Eric Morgan, guess what his name is? And I'm I'm the motherfucker who gave it to him. Mo. Because you're just saying Mo. You say Mo. Still to this day, he's pushing 40. That son of a bitch's nickname is Mo. Wow. Why? Because there's another Eric. Like th- That is how it comes. To give you a nickname, Yamanika, when you have that awesome Swahili, which is not black nickname or name, um, would be like painting over the Mona Lisa. Oh. It'd be like adding eyebrows to the Mona Lisa. It's already perfection, my love. Okay. Yeah. So why would we ruin it? I'll have to. Well, my, my grandfather's nickname for me, my, well, okay. my nickname is Yami. Yami. Mm-hmm. My grandfather's nickname for me, he used to call me Heifer. 
Well, that's, that's that's unkind. Yes. <laughs> Your grandpa would call you half. Yeah, but out of love and sometimes out of hate, depending on what I was doing. Those <laughs> both ways. I love it. And then we used to call it. him Bear, and he called my grandmother before it became popular. He used to call her Shorty. He used to before call her Shorty. that became before the word thing, in the street. Yeah. Oh, Shorty, Shorty, and we call him Bear. Wow, oh, Bear and wow. Shorty. Yeah. Look, that could be another that good be name the for the here. sitcom. Yeah. That could yeah. be another good one. Uh. Let me. All right, this is something I wanted to ask earlier. We kind of digressed here. Um, with you bringing up the N-bomb, yes. the N-word, okay? Uh, and you say with sentiment, like how mm-hmm. people are using This is something I've always wanted to discuss. Uh, and Joey can chime in on this as well as being a good Brooklyn boy who grew up with the golden age of hip-hop, changing you know your life and all that stuff. Um, the Beastie Boys, everyone knows I'm a huge Beastie Boy fan. And... They, there's a legendary story mm-hmm. of when they started and they would use the N-word on stage, but lovingly. Mm-hmm. Like, like, hey, all you know is come on up, put your hands in the air. They would do that. And they played the Apollo and DJ Hurricane mm-hmm. warned them. Either, no, it was Dr. Dre, I think. One of them was DJ. I forget who was DJ. And that's fat Dr. Dre, not mm-hmm. billionaire right. Dr. Dre right. at this point. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it was like, whatever you do, I know that you're not doing it wrong. He's been doing it on stage with them forever. They didn't mind it. But he's like, don't say it at the Apollo. Okay, sure. Ten minutes in, I think Ad Rock said it. And they had to jump off the second floor of the back window of the Apollo into a trash uh, compactor or whatever, a trash bin, to get to save their lives. So my issue is this. You go to a concert and you see a white artist who's immersed in black culture you know hip-hop and that using a word like that but they're using it lovingly as in hey we're part of you how may do you I, feel about may that? i take this question because i'm so exhausted with this yes sir if it hasn't been used against you in hate you should never use it in love hmm. you don't own it okay so you're saying the beasties were wrong in that absolutely yes and they but just, always i say the word the i say the word I don't say it about black people, and it's usually said in jest to somebody I know 25 years on the well, phone. I don't think he was calling them. Like, if no, it was all I white know people, he would have. Yeah. We have the intention clear. Yeah. He was saying that because he felt so immersed in that we're all niggas. I'm your yeah. nigga, you're my nigga. If you haven't been called that in hate, you don't own it in love. I think that's the best way to sum it up. And I don't know why white people can't get their fucking head around this. It drives me crazy. I Every time fuck Joey Gay. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the tonight. last I'm the last honest white man who's not afraid to answer a question. That's Joey, all it is. You are you are making my ovaries <laughs> percolate. This you this is strange though. you you're what you're saying is a commentary on women today because Ten minutes ago, you wanted to marry me. Now you just want to fuck me. Right. You're, you're, you're falling more and more in love. Yeah, with no, no. <laughs> yeah it's getting less no and less more. No, the love is still there. The marriage is still there. But I mean, we got to get to basics now. It's gonna be a bathroom blowjob in a second. It keeps instinct. getting to more less well, formal. I, in Better terms, for Joey. And and I I agree with you, Joey, and and what you said about the N word. Um, why why are you saying the N word? Why are you saying the Because she's smitten over you now. I am. I am sort of like, I feel like I got to clean up my whole act now. Are you crazy? Next to you. Yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's like, there's a, there's a fascination with you now that I, I can't wait to go home and Google you and find out more about you because in all these years. It's I, not good. This is a love it's connection. Not, I, I think it's it is. not it's, good. It is. It's it's interesting, but it's not all good. Uh, well, time out. Here, Joey, would you say that about any, any type of 
word or phrase or anything. No, this Not word all. in particular. But this what, word in particular. Because it is uh, like jazz and stand-up comedy and rock and roll and American invention. And it came here... Not as a tool of love, but as a tool of hate. And the people who were hated then took it and said, you know what? Uh, I can use that in the exact opposite way. But you don't own it if it wasn't used against you. Think of it as a weapon. Imagine you had a baseball bat that somebody tried to hit you with and you took it away from them. And now it's your most trusted thing. Mm-hmm. That you, you own that. Right, Nobody that else was, should have it. But that would still apply to anything that was used for hate. I don't necessarily think so. I think that this word in and of itself is so huge uh-huh. in its effect on our culture. Well, I agree and, with that. Okay. Yeah. But still, the, the the point is that you shouldn't assume that things that were used for hate, you can then switch around and be like, well, because I'm no longer using it for hate, I'm allowed to say it because you're- No, you're, no. I'm saying it has to be ha- have been used in hate against you. Right. Okay. But with anything. But I still don't understand why- Anything with any culture that was used for hate, would the same rule apply? Would the same rule apply if that culture decided to take it on and use it? I mean, I think it's up to that culture. Uh, you know, uh, I can't think of another example, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think there is a word. No, I don't think you're right. I don't think there is another word that has that type of but the, power. In a strange way, and I'm not I think I just need to say it. In a strange way, this is a very special word in that it has become so powerful in all of its uses. And I don't think that, I I think that it's kind of uh, a unicorn. There is nothing else like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a bad example. Horses are very much like unicorns. But I think (laughs) it's a, I think that there is, there is nothing else like it. And it's a particularly American word and problem. Mm-hmm. And it, it is only – it's so specific to our culture and it's so specific to the history of our of our nation that there's no comparison. There's nothing else. I've never had a word used as horribly towards my culture. And Irish people suffered uh, horribly when they came to America. They, you know, there were signs in the window that said, no dogs, no Irish. Irish need not apply. Yes. I mean, it was a systematic mm-hmm. – uh, it was a systematic problem that faced my culture, but there was no word. Well, Mick really doesn't bother an Irish person. Well, we and talked that's supposed a little... to be your word, right? Right. Well, Mick is is yeah. I can't think of another example. I'm sure there's more, but Mick is it. But we. So do you ever say Mick Jagger? Yeah, I say Mick Jagger. Yes, I, of course I say Mick Jagger, and I will call other a- Irish people a Mick. Huh. Just you know, like, see, I, I will call their Italians guineas, and but, then no one, see, no one blinks their but eyes. But it doesn't have the power. It I just but doesn't. Let, but let me say this, as I've had uh, two handsome white men discussing a word that uh, directly uh, you know, affects me. Well, there's three of us, so Yamanika, so who didn't yeah, make the well, cut? Uh-oh. Well, ben has well, not said it, and he, I've noticed that. Benji has not been talking this way. You guys are engaged. Benji's twirling his curls right now. Uh, well, he snipers in, baby. Like, what are you doing, bitch? I, I like, what are you like? Do you find it uncomfortable? <laughs> I'm looking. Oh over. no, I like I like rubbing my hair. Oh. No, no, it was a larger <laughs> question. Do you oh. find the discussion uncomfortable? No, I, I love the use of the oh, word. No, no, Benji's. No, fine. no, 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 not at all. Um, but here's the, here's the thing. I I have so many different layers to this thing because number one, I say the word so much, and I get a lot of flack from. Because there's so many different groups I'm involved in. So the upwardly mobile, progressive, black friends of mine who are like the neo-soul, neo like, you know, we listen to like Music Soul Child and Jill Scott and we're 
upwardly mobile and we're doing all that. They are, they look at me and pity. Cause and pity. Because to them, and because, let's face it, I, I have this, I get this militant, like I'm the militant black girl, but let's face it, a large portion of the people in my life are white. <laughs> So yeah. there's a problem when they're like, you don't understand if it's if it was in our group and we were all together and saying it, it'd be one thing. But you don't think when you say this around white people that they're like, look at this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at how she I demeans don't. her culture. But that's where they're coming from. And I get, I do get it because there is this, I, there is this black person that runs around this country that's sort of trying to, you know, and I hate to say white and black, but they trying to, you know, kind of whiten themselves up a little bit and kind of go with the flow. That kind of like Tomish nigga that runs around and will be disparaging against black people in the company of white people to make himself look better. I never want to be tied in with that person. Yes. So I get where they're coming from, but I just say it because number one, I'm from Baltimore. Let's we just swap that word around. It's, Charm I, it's, City. It's a it's a Baltimore thing, really. I mean, and it's never said out of hate. And I call what I what I find funny is if I call a white guy a nigga, he'll go, I don't know, but I, that's not me. And I'm just like, but to me, that's kind of sick because it's like you you on board with me. when you when I say nigga and it resonates with you that I'm always talking about a black person. And if I say to you, you know, nigga to you and you're not black and you go, yeah. but that's a black thing, it kind of makes me look at you and go, as that you're truly racist. If it's only can be, I used wouldn't say for truly racist, person. but it puts my it lets me say no where your mind is yes. that you can't really step outside the box and understand that this is not something that I'm just putting on quote unquote my people well I've always said this one of my favorite things late at night when I'm up is going through Facebook and you talking about your cat and <laughs> taking pictures of your yeah. cat and filming your cat yeah, and yeah. you going and I say this nigga this nigga here <laughs> thinks he can jump into the box whenever he wants and I just think it's hilarious you uh, once again though you clearly haven't to, to, to uh, hijack something that my dear friend Joey Gay said you've clearly it's been said to you that word in yeah. hate so yeah. you know what? If you want to own it, however way you want to, I don't know, take but the sting off it or was, whatever. But I was to called a lot it. of stuff. Like sure. you don't understand. In school, I was called a porch monkey. I was called a nigger. I was called a fat black bitch. You know, I was called everything. Slave. Oof. You know, uh, eggplant monkey gorilla. I mean, like these kids were like nonstop, and you know, like the whole identity because people don't know. The, the the one thing that uh, the turning point in my life I think people have that point where they're like this is this was a turning point when I was 12 years old I was like I I woke up one day and I was like fuck it I'm not going to school that's it like I'm I'm done because you've been bullied enough so much I was like bullied. I'm not I can't I won't do it I won't be a part of it no more and so for three days I was able to get away with it three days I like oh, I'm sick and I'm feeling good da, 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 da. kept saying I got my period and I hadn't even got my period yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just like so over it. And then I remember uh, I was almost out of school weeks so or four days. And my grandmother came in and she said to me that she she's like, I know you're not sick. She's like, I don't know what's going on. I know them kids probably wearing you out up there. But Monday, you got one more day to get yourself over it. Monday, you're going back to school. You're going to face whatever it is you're going through. And I was like, Roma, you don't get it. I can't. It's too much. I, I every day I can't be reminded that I'm black. Every day I cannot deal with it. And you know, it was just too. T it was too much. And she said to me, "You never know why you have to go through something in life, because you may need to use it later." Mm. And and I'm glad that she said that to me because now I reflect back on it as a comic, 
And you're like, yeah, I'm glad I had that experience. You know what I mean? I'm glad that I have been able to see the really shitty side of racism and then to see like the really good side of people who could be racist and not. But choose not to. You know, yeah. So you get to see like this is how bad it could be and this is how, you know, good it is. You know, and that the reality is we that's why I think it's so it's so much more endearing when you see like to see people racially come together and like there's no dissension is like the most beautiful thing. Like I have a great uncle and he's adopted a lot of men who are like young men who have Down syndrome there. And the he adopted this young guy, uh, James. And uh not this young James, white yeah, no no young white guy, James. His family did not want him. Yeah. And they couldn't do anything with him. And uh, like every time I think about it, like crazy because I get emotional. Sure. But it's like he, the love to see, like now that my great uncle's older, like really in his 70s, and you see James just give me a hand, grabbing him, you know, are you okay, Pop? You okay, Daddy? And yeah. like to see that this white man and this black man, it's like, oh, it's so beautiful. But it's like, you know, you see that, you go, nobody thought. We gonna go get us a little white boy today, or something like that, or you know, it was just like his family didn't want him. He's handicapped, and we love, and he doesn't think black and white. That's we like just, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. He does not think in color at all. I guarantee you, he does not think in race at all. Well, I think that as a culture, we've made incredible strides, and as a city, New York has made incredible strides mm-hmm. in my lifetime. You know, when I was younger, there were neighborhoods I simply couldn't go in because I was white. And then there were neighborhoods that black people couldn't go in. And uh, that the walls have broken down and we've made incredible strides. I think one of the, the most fucked up things about where we're at in America right now is everybody is policing other people's thoughts and trying to make everybody perfect and think the right way. And that's craziness. Number one, it'll never happen. Number two, what you're doing is creating this unreasonable expectation in which we're all going to be wrong at some point. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's one of the biggest problems with stand-up comedy, where basically what you are is a thought factory, and you've got to keep throwing these prototypes out. But now, if you've gotten to a certain point where you have some sort of commercial success, and then you say or do the wrong thing, a lifetime of work can be ruined. Mm -hmm. And we're very easy to, we're very quick to vilify people for their statements or mistakes. Yes. Because we're, again, setting up that identity that says, hey, I'm one of the good people, and this guy's a real scumbag, and here's an example of how that is. I don't like him now because of what he did, and hey, we're pretty good, aren't we? Where the truth is, everybody fucks up. It's just a matter of, if you're on TV and people are following you around with cameras, it becomes documented. Uh, like the shit that's going on with Jonah Hill. I think that people really need to realize that comedians are not a hate group. We're just, mm-hmm. you know, fallible human beings who are trying to do good work and trying to spread joy. And along the way, we're human. We are mistake, also yeah. simultaneously human. And not only do we make mistakes, we must. We have we to. We have to. And that is what is watering down and ruining stand-up comedy in America. You can't be sharing cutting-edge thoughts if you're afraid to say what you're thinking. And they have cowed our entire culture through this witch hunt for racism that goes on 24 hours a day. And I'm not saying there's no racism, and I'm not saying America's fixed, and I'm not saying that different cultures don't suffer. I'm just saying that if you spend 24 hours a day looking for the scumbag, you'll find him, but you won't always be right. 
Right. Well, I think it also comes down to the the responsible ones, right? Because here, prime example, there was this guy. I don't remember because it was from like open mics, like way back in the day, like when I was going to Gladys's. And the, this was when, like, when Lord of the Rings had come out. Look at you, name dropper, and, little Gladys. You know, I'm <laughs> dropping them names, honey. I got to. She was um, cutting someone's hair the other day backstage at a club. Swear <laughs> to God. I, probably. I just. I was it. running late to host the show, <laughs> and they're like, "All right, we're gonna bring you up." And I'm like, "Is that a haircut that Gladys is giving <laughs> in the green room? What is Gladys going on is a, here?" She's hilarious. She's but um, so this guy kept saying the these Lord of the Rings the characters of Frodo and Gandalf he's, he said I he said I went to go see the movie I was I thought it was gonna be a, a movie about black kids in the projects <laughs> because of that and every time he would say this shit I would crack up and to the dis like other black people would be disappointed in me but I, I thought it was funny because I didn't like that's hilarious to me but a guy who I encountered like uh, last year who came to a, a, a show in Brooklyn and with the whole show was all black and it was bombing and just decided to tell a joke where he says, my friend said, I bet you can't go in front of these black people and say nigger. So I'm just going to keep saying nigger. And he just said nigger until somebody tried to stomp his fire out. So and when did we, that the, How quick yeah. was that oh, in the set, it was, Miss Yamanika? You know what? But it was really what it was, was people were like, he's retarded. So they were just like, oh, we're just going to bear. And then it was like, no, it's enough is enough. We're not going to keep sitting here. So you have responsible comics that... You know, like, I respect everybody that's here, right, to be responsible. But let's not tie all these motherfuckers who are just trying to be avant-garde. For, you know, they're trying to be ironic well, and just being shocking for shocking's sake is, right. is for horrible. Shocking state, sake, no, yeah. it's not horrible. It's a legitimate genre within stand-up comedy, and I'll tell you why. Number one, we cannot expect people at an open mic to be the voice of what is right or wrong, <laughs> right, right. okay? Because okay. there are crazy people. There are people who are coming at it from some sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, misconception of what comedy should be. There are also like just horribly emotionally wounded people there yes. who any attention they get would be valid to them. Um, and if you say things to shock people, I don't see that as a bad thing. And and really. With the exception of, like, this guy who says, my white friend said I couldn't get away with this, right, so I'm right, doing it. Right. That motherfucker's stealing on you as a person. That's right. how you feel. Like, all right, right. am I going to be the one to let him get away with this shit? <laughs> right. You know, it, it suddenly creates some responsibility for you. Like, oh, no, I'm going to stand up to this bullshit. But it's like that lady outside of the dollar store. That doesn't matter. And while we are all worried about pointing the fingers at one another and policing each other's thoughts, fucking Congress has not done shit in, in they're the worst rated Congress in the history of Congress. Uh, the, the president of the United States is uh, uh, fucking attacked in a racist fashion every day. That's more of a problem to me. The idea that we're losing these freedoms and rights. Yeah. The idea that the NSA is. And we all know, listening and collecting all the data from citizens, the Fourth Amendment no longer means anything. That's a problem. But... Nobody's paying attention to that. And if you bring up that shit, people are like, oh, fuck, this guy's going to talk politics. And they go outside to have a cigarette while you're right. performing. The truth is, this is what sells papers right now. This is the flavor of the day. We're all good people and we found the bad guy. But that's not the real problem. I feel the like truth is that uh, we have come a long way and there's plenty more to fix. And I don't suffer from it the way black people do. I can't 
pretend to be the voice of an oppressed people. But I can say I have things, seen things improve in my life. But what has not improved is we're all still looking to find the bad guy. And if you want to find the bad guy, like I said, Mm -hmm. the the KKK is alive and well. Mm -hmm. The white Aryan resistance is out there. Mm -hmm. There are people who are literally committed to racism and violence. Mm -hmm. And nobody says shit. You know why? Because if Jonah Hill says the word faggot, it's real easy to beat up on him because he's got something to lose and he ain't going to come to your fucking house with a gun. So and it's easy targeting. And, and I, I, I'm queen of the gays. But he didn't mean that. Because I've seen shit out of. And we got to start wrapping up here. Just so no, you know, go on. No, you we guys can leave. You can't be married by I, the time we get yeah, back for the next one we're recording. <laughs> no, I just know. You know what? I'll, I'll save this for the last, the, the next uh, time you have me on. But I will say this. Um, Joy Gay and I are going to have the Messiah. <laughs> Not we a doubt in have, my mind. We are going to have a Messiah. This is the Savior. For certain. Let me say this. Um, uh, we're going to have Joey on again. To uh, Initially, we brought on Joey to tell a story about running a strip club and how it's not always perfect for a guy. It, you, every dude thinks it's their dream, and we'll have you back to tell that story. But I love how we were. that's initially what this was going to be about. <laughs> And instead, what ended up happening is the movie network is what ended up happening yeah. right I'm here. I'm not going to take <laughs> it anymore. Joey has become that dude. I love yes. it. Yamanika, you're like the militant black girl who's uh, going to be the, the resistance who ends up killing him at the end. Real weird. No, no. We have to have the Messiah. We'll, we'll change it. We'll change okay. it. This is network Soft two. Yeah, this we'll is more Howard Stern, Robin Quivers, if Robin Quivers was Howard's intellectual equal. Mm. <laughs> I'm getting a pass because I'm sitting next to you, yes, yes, Yamanika, yes. and she's yes. like, you know what? Yes. Yes. I agree with you. Well, this has been outstanding. It's good to talk you real. You motherfuckers can leave. Yeah, yeah. y'all can <laughs> leave. Keep recording. Here's Just my last move question. the mics off the table. We need it. Here's my last <laughs> question. Yes, you do need that. <laughs> we got carpet here. Here's the question I wanted to say, and then, and then we'll do the plugs. Can I... <laughs> Can I out loud in front of black, white, whoever people, mm-hmm. can I say the sec the title, the second Richard Pryor album and the second NWA yeah. title? I can say that when people I think for all right, when you ask comedians who love Richard Pryor, mm-hmm. their favorite uh Richard Pryor album. That nigga's crazy. Black comics will always say that nigga's crazy. Mm-hmm. White comics Super want to say Super nigga. Well no, that, that's a bit yeah, but but white comics want to say that nigga's crazy, but are scared to say it. So it's like, yeah, uh, is it something I said? That has become the white person's <laughs> just by default. Because it's like, I don't know if I can get away with saying that one. You can so, get away with saying as long as you say I, I like Richard Pryor's yes. that nigga's crazy. Or or some people um love straight out of Compton but prefer the second NWA album, and so they won't say uh, niggas for life which is spelled backwards they'll either try and pronounce it backwards or they'll go that second NWA album's better than straight out of Compton <laughs> that's nuts man it's, I, it's that's crazy. like going into McDonald's and being like I'll have a big M <laughs> <laughs> right that, because it's a product it's something that you know look I I, I think that uh, you know we've all become too sensitive and I'm not talking I'm talking about white people yes we're so afraid to fucking say anything the truth is people who know me know what's in my heart and yes I'm not actively involved in treating people like shit because the way they were born no matter if it's their color or their orientation and I think that when white people become this sensitive we don't give other people the credit we ought to where you know uh, people aren't ignorant they get who you are don't be so fucking afraid that's it. I always said that 
for me, I don't want to let I don't want to defend black people that I really don't want to defend. And I what I mean by is so many things happen racially in this country that I always have to be on alert not to just go yeah that black guy that black guy because so many people are going to always say that black guy that black guy and a lot of times i want to say that guy is a fucking asshole or that guy had no business doing this crime or whatever it is but the racism so thick that i just kind of got to go you know what i mean and i don't want if we didn't have that level of always attacking in this country then maybe i could stand beside my white brethren and go yeah that black guy that did that thing is a fucking asshole and needs to go to jail but then you got to go what did they did they set him up was was he racially profiled what you know what i mean i kind of look forward to the day when we could stand next to each other and go that guy that guy that needs guy. to go to jail Oh, the where Messiah's we, coming. Where we, we judge each other on intents and actions. Your and child not will be that guy. <laughs> yeah. Joey, thank you so much. We're going to have you back the on to tell the sounds. story. And we're going to have you sit in more often. I mean, you're just perfect for this. Um, Please plug whatever you want, my dear friend. We'll what, still leave. I, you two, I have shit to do. I have to talk with this man. Nowhere. I have to go eat, <laughs> perform. Yeah, I'm, I'm eating ribs tonight. I don't and think performing. I'm gonna plug anything after this because it's just gonna be people showing up. We're gonna be like, I, I would like to inform you something about the N word. <laughs> do, do you? Right. So you don't care Facebook, nah, Twitter? Nah, nah, nah. Just go see oh, Joey, at when Joey he's Gay. Yeah, there you go. hit me up on Twitter at, at Joey Gay. Thank you, my brother. The great Yamanika. Uh, my Twitter is uh, at Joey Gay's bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, aka at Yamanika. I love it. Um, you can see me anywhere, um, <laughs> any and everywhere, and I I do not discriminate on dick based upon color. I just want that to be. How do you discriminate your dick? Uh, based upon Size? girth and <laughs> I, 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 your ability I didn't to see last. That coming. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm lasting a lot more wow. now. I've jerked. See, I'm starting to masturbate a lot more again, mm-hmm. and so it's it's becoming Getting one back of those. Into it. Thir- yeah, I got back into that <laughs> crazy sensation on the street, and so yeah, I couldn't finish the last time. I had booze in me, and it was one of those things. Where, like I was just honest with the girl. I'm like, yeah, I've been jerking <laughs> off a lot, and yeah. so like I might not. Uh, it's, yeah, it's you know, okay. you only we'll had to again. apologize about that to one person, and right. it was your little secret. You should keep this shit to right. yourself. No! <laughs> There's yeah. no mess anymore, baby. I let all them right. all know. Yeah. Warts all right, and all, James. baby. We, we James. That's right, baby girl. Mm. Um, my dude, Bench. The best of BS on Twitter, but check out all the shows we have here. We got promo code LUST for our fans. Half off tickets to Stand Up New York. Uh, all the lab stuff. Whole lot of shit. Jump on board. Spread I feel like we owe you an apology. Me? Yes. You're, for what? Basically silent the entire time. No, this got cool. very no, spicy. I'm, I'm just, I'm in awe right now. I'm, I'm waiting for Messiah, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Uh, Can he no, be the godfather of the Messiah? Think, a Jewish godfather? A Jewish Absolutely, godfather. Absolutely. yeah. I think that's fitting. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Boom, boom. I think we actually, we may need to have a part two of this. Well, we'll just go. We'll we will. We'll we will. On Can now, he now be the it. godfather? Maya Ahuz. Ah. Oh. <laughs> and then see, because it's the Messiah and we're bringing peace, when the bris, when we get the circumcision, I'm just circumcising your kid no matter what. Uh, no, okay. Um, should be a Muslim. Mm. Mm. What's what? that circle, bitches? Full. That's a full circle, baby. <laughs> I'm a lumberjacker, baby. All right, for three more weeks, it's at Mad Dog Matter. For three more weeks, it's James Mad Dog Matter on Facebook. Then it's going to be James Matter on all of them. Um, check me out at this wonderful club. Um, give us feedback on this podcast. Oh, yeah, and I'm doing this now. Um, 
Something fell through where I was supposed to do internet sports videos. I won't tell why it fell through. It might be my age. It might not. I don't know. But um, they're very nice about it. I'm going to make my own. So uh, on Facebook every day, and eventually, I'd say, by the time this is out on a podcast, uh, YouTubes. That's right. The YouTubes and my Twitter. I'll be putting <laughs> the YouTube minute to two minute every day a sports rant with a lot of pop culture. My second one, NBA Finals Preview. Game of Thrones spoilers, bitches. That's right. Get some of that. Get some oh of that. my goodness. Get some of that. So check those out. Support the labs. We are the Def Jam of podcasts right now. I'm LL Cool J. I'm walking with the Panther, baby. I don't know if you know that about me. Madla Dadani and Gabe and Super Tramp Aaron Friedman and to John Minnesota Fatigate. Did we give you a nickname yet in the booth? Well, Jesus. What's your full name? The gent. Jet, the gent. The gent. Andrew the gent. Yeah. Ooh. Which is almost Andrew the giant, which would be good. Mm. We could discuss that some other time. <laughs> Working the booth is the gent who's smooth, who looks like a millennial, which I was told I don't relate to. And he fucking loves what I'm doing. He loves what I'm doing. You're like a volcano of weirdness. Like they put in uh, latent they, insults and then you, right. you are the vinegar. And then it's like no, a, a volcano. It's all good. They mean it's all great. I love you, baby. Stay gold, pony boys and girls. Until next time. Oh, yeah. Uh, cousin Nick with the artwork, even though we're getting new artwork, uh, new music from Timothy Styles. He's the man. Um, until next time, remember, we're all worth a million in prizes. Whoop whoop. Uh, 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 uh,